Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds, and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is Where Filtering Becomes Extinct. <laughs> we give y'all real, real long. <laughs> I've been lying for so long. I've been lying for so long. <laughs> Believe me, I'm probably a porno, pornoologist. We cannot continue to deny women or minorities access to a system that has everything but their input. You are now This is Anthony Roberts, host of The Reality Is, where filtering becomes extinct on today's show. Uh, it's going to be brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, your voice, your independence, your platform. So join us as we work to build a listener and podcast-centric podcast ecosystem by going to www.blogtalkradio.com. Today is a special podcast for me, and it's definitely for the culture. I know a lot of people throw that phrase around, and they don't do jack shit for the culture. But these two Chicagoans have done what a lot of black people have probably thought about doing, but either let the dream die, or maybe they just weren't educated enough on knowing the business side of it. But these two brothers have put it together. In this day and time where cultural appropriation is at an all-time high and we're all trying to figure out how to monetize our brands and our culture before white folks can do it, these brothers have done that. Maybe you've heard of them and some of the work they put out. They're the owners of Republican Company, the creators of trivia games such as A Different World, Martin Trivia, House Party, Friday, and many more. So without, with no further ado, welcome to the podcast, Jason and Richard Gray, the owners of Republican Company, man. How you boys doing today, man? Hey, man, we great, man. We great. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Too. yeah, you know, we, we tried to get we tried yeah, to get this going last week. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I, you know, when I'm when I'm doing the introductions, I always tell people they be like, you really normally don't read anything. And I was like, well, you know, the, the right. higher up you go, they you know, you got to start trying to, you know, put it a little bit more of the content yeah. in order and have it all correct <laughs> for you, man. So. Had to do my little Brian no, right Gumble now, I, feel you. I, I wasn't kidding, man. I just, I mean, that's it. I, I, I didn't know you really had it going like that. But no, nah, no, nah, that was good. I do it every Thank now and then. Hey, you know, I try to do what I can, man. So, so with the uh, with the brand that you guys have with the Martin Trivia Game, how did the concept come about for you two guys? Um. So, what was it? It was last May. This is Jason, by the way. Um. So last May. Um, I, had, I was at a game night, and we were all playing the games, but we were only playing, like, spades. So we were playing, so it was, like, four people playing the game, and then I was like, you know what? I know I can create something that we all could play. So at that moment, it clicked to me. We were already doing the Martin shirt, so I was like, well, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to create these Martin games. So I went home the next day, did some research on Google. Two days later... I completed the game and got it ordered, and the rest was history from that point. Yep. Okay. It happened exactly like that. Okay. Yep. So before we j- really jump into the interview, one thing I, I skipped over a little bit myself because, like I said, I'm geeked about this interview. I want them to tell. Oh, first of all, we have Jason and Richard on the phone. Jason and Richard Gray. Uh-huh. Starting with Jason, man, tell them a little bit about yourself, and then Richard will get you. I mean, um, yeah, we were, um, you know, born in Chicago. We um, grew up in uh, Mississippi. And ironically, we moved from Chicago because my grandmother didn't want anything bad to happen. But ironically, we moved back into the na- same neighborhood that we grew, that we were born, you know, that we were raised in before we moved to Mississippi. But, yeah. 
you know, we came back here. Um, we stayed on the south side of Chicago. I went to um, college in Wisconsin, uh, Marion University. Um, later, I went and got my master's degree in management. Um, you know, I was working jobs here and there. And, you know, but I always had this itch to just do my own thing. I don't like people telling me what to do. You know, I kind of move in my own, the beat of my own drum. So um, I got laid off as a financial aid officer in 2011. And I remember, um, you know, like uh, the, the, that summer, the summer prior to that, we were like, we had created these shirts called Revenge of the Nerves shirts. And it was me, my brother, and um, two of my best friends. And we went out and people were like, man, we like those shirts. And we weren't even trying to sell them. Yeah. So, you know. The, the, the following summer, you know, I was laid off and I had no job or anything, so I cashed out my 401k. I went and bought a heat press, a vinyl machine, some um, some software. I taught myself how to do some stuff, and we started making some shirts and stuff. You know, we didn't sell any. Nobody bought anything like that. But, you know, it was the start of something. It was like, at that point, it was like we didn't know. I didn't know I was building the foundation for something that I would be doing now that's successful. So, you know, kind of fast forward a little bit, um, you know, at one point, you know, nobody was buying something. So I was like, I'm going to rebrand everything. Yeah. So that's when I came up with Republican Company. So I remember, um, you know, once the, the one summer, what was it like, Rick, what, 2013 maybe? We yeah, were that's my, exactly um, what it was. Okay. Yeah, we were in the living room of my apartment and we were about to go to this concert that we know somebody that was doing some rapping and then like an hour before we left, I was like, I'm gonna create some Martin shirts. Yeah. And I created the You Go Girl and a Dan and Gina shirt and we put it online and, you know, somebody, um, Rick's friend Vaughn, she has a large following in the um, in the natural hair community and she was like, That shirt, those shirts are gonna take off, send me some and I'm gonna post it. She yeah. posted it. It got to, you know, yep, it went through the roof. People were buying it. I mean, we were in that laving. I'm talking about 90-degree weather, a heat press that's like 300 degrees, making shirts one by one, and we getting shirt orders all day, you know. So then eventually we just kept doing it and kept pushing. Then, you know, it got, times got hard. You know, it got hard at times. Yeah. We weren't getting any sales or anything. We at some point, at one point, we was like, I think we kind of maxed out this Martin thing, yeah. you know, so, but we just kept making shirts and people kept buying them. So, and we just kept building our content up, posting videos and, you know, kind of building that credibility within our, um, within um you know, within our audience and yeah. the community. So we started building a brand and, you know, that's, that, that's how, you know, that's how we got started. Yeah. So yeah. you, you and Richard and, uh, have two different, you know, sides of the business. Now, Richard, I think you, are right. you the, you're more of the legal side of the business, correct? Yeah, so, I mean, I do the, um, the legal. I do, you know, a lot of our business develop, development behind the scenes. And then I also focus on partnerships. You okay. know, you got Jason, who's an extreme creative. And then you have myself, who understands that if he's going to be the creative that we need for our business to continue to be successful, then I have to make sure that all the uh, I's are dotted and the T's across. So, you know. Somebody has to push the papers, you know, somebody has to make sure that we protect it when we go out here, yeah. you know, using this content that are connected to, you know, bigger organizations and, you know, mainstream mainstream individuals who at any point in time, you know, can mm -hmm. try to come in and say, hey, you know, what's up with us? So, yeah. you know, I feel that, you know, by me being able to be able to focus on what I'm great at and Jason yeah. being able to focus on what he's great at, then we're able to, you know, maintain the type of success, you know, where yeah. we're so, you know, and you know what? Give you, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. And I was going to piggyback off of what you said before you get too far into it because it was a point where we were both we were both doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it was a point where, you know, Rick kind of fell off a little bit and yeah. then I was just kind of doing my own thing. And then, mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of like we realized we needed each other, but we needed each other in different um, you know, aspects of the business. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so... Rick eventually came back right before the car games were about to take off, which, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, which when he came back, you know, we just started, it, it started rolling from there. We were able to create this chemistry and, you know, with that mm -hmm. chemistry, it was able to spill over into the business and how we get things done. It's like a thing right. process. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I know before Jason got on the phone, me and uh, Richard were talking and we were talking about how important it is for 
uh, you know, a lot of black people don't know how to start a business. They don't know which route to go. They don't know right. about the legalities. And I wanted you guys to kind of talk about how important is it to know that, you know, about the business, the backside. Some, a lot of times we like, hey, let's get the money so we can start a business. But we don't realize we may come with $10,000 to the table and that $10,000 will be gone right. after the red tape and you won't have any money to even build nah. your brand. So how important is it to do mm-hmm. research or find somebody who knows about the business side and that red tape side? Man, it's, it's, it's very, very important. And I'm going to tell you something. We're fortunate, you know. Like, yeah. a lot of the stuff that's happened for us, you know, it, it didn't initially seem like it was on purpose. Yeah. But then at the right. end of the day, it all started making sense. Like, you know, Jason told a little bit about, you know, his background and how he got to the point where he was. Well, I know I spent an overkill of amount of time, you know, in corporate America, you know, law school, you know, got my master's degree as well. And, I mean, just all of the things that I was able to pick up you know, throughout my personal journey and then also get an opportunity to work with some pretty reputable organizations, I was able to take a lot from what I picked up in that area and apply it mm-hmm. to what we're doing. It's like we can go out and work so hard and try to build right. someone else's dream who's yeah. already established. What if we right. were able to be in a position where we can take all of the stuff that we learned and apply to ourselves and what we're doing? So, right. you know, that's that's kind of how that happened. And, exa- and you're exactly right. That's why it's very important to be able to be well-versed, you know, go out and do your homework. And then after you do your homework, you apply it to what you have going on. So it'll bite you but, up later on. But I will say, don't let, you know, thinking about that stuff too much cripple you from actually getting started. Because what happens True. is people get so scared of stuff like that, that they'll talk themselves out of actually you know, putting in the work or actually, you know, putting stuff out. Because you got to realize, initially, nobody is going to be thinking about you on that high level. Exactly. So, I mean, I, I'm just saying, you know, like, you, you got to be willing to take risks. You got to be willing to take chances. I would say, don't even, you know, you have to, while you're going through the process, figure that out. But in the meantime, you still, this is what you want to do. Put this content out put the work in and as you're putting that work in you have to be figuring out okay you know are my eyes dotted on my t's crossed but yeah. you still want to be putting out that work because people would be like man i might get sued or they might come after me and you're going to talk yourself out of a great idea had we thought about it looked at it like that we would have we never wouldn't be started here. or we wouldn't, we wouldn't be, here. be here right now so yeah. nope. you know you, you I understand the whole legal thing and stuff like that, but at the end of the day, you've got to get started. And some people not even thinking about you when you first mm-hmm. start. And yeah. they can't come back and, you know, take away something that you've already done when you already built that platform. Let's just hypothetically mm-hmm. say, you know, we didn't have our stuff together and they came and ripped out everything that we did. We still, we built a platform to where we can create original things that yep. people will buy into because we've already created that trust and that credibility. Because at the end of the day, it's about trust and credibility. And when you have that, you have everything at the palm of your hands when you have an audience. So, yeah. yep. 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 so it, it's important, but... And I wanted to and I wanted to jump in real quick first of all and give a shout out, man, to to brothers from Chicago because being in the South, Thank being you. here in Texas, man, you watch the news, you hear about everything about Chicago. You know, nobody cares about Chicago, but I know for myself, you know, coming from the country and then moving to Dallas uh, a little bit over ten years ago, the last two three years, I've met so many dope brothers from Chicago. I can tell you now, shout out to my homeboy O.L. Buckley from Chicago, from the South Side. Uh, he's a financial analyst down here in uh, in Texas now. Now, shout out to Jason oh, Ferguson, right. who is a philanthropist and entrepreneur from the west side of Chicago, and another brother, Jeremiah, oh. who's uh, a, a part of the Black Chamber of Commerce here, and, and you two brothers. It's okay. like, it's such a bad rep out there, but it, I think it's so important for black people to start writing our own narratives and putting it out there, which is why right. podcasts are so important, which is why you uh-huh. guys create Martin Trivia Games. It's so important because it's pushing right. the culture forward people are watching Martin still now. Right. It's like eight-year-old kids who know Martin like we know Martin, mm-hmm, yeah. and he hasn't been on TV in, in over yeah. 20 years. Hey, look, let me tell you something. I went to go do a speech at a high school like three months ago, and I and, um, I went and I took my, the Martin games with me, and I pulled them out. It was these like 10th, 11th, and 12th graders, and I pulled them out, Martin and I started asking questions. They weren't even born when it came out, and they got all the answers right. And I stopped it right there, and I said, this proves that we're going to be in business for a long time. A long time, man. 
millennials. We got the millennials. We got the millennials. We got them. Like, we, yeah, we got them. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah. and then we'll be able to cre- create stuff that they're growing up on at yeah. some point. So, I mean, yeah, but Chicago, like, yeah. it gets a bad rap and people be like, I don't want to come here. But you got to realize you have to be, like, a complete, somebody is sending you off if you even sniff where this mm-hmm. stuff is happening. Now, like, you won't even breathe around what this stuff is happening. So you don't need that's to that's our propaganda, name. man. Yeah, that's exactly. Our propaganda. That's why us having our own platforms to speak and create our own uh-huh. narratives, we're able to have yeah. something to combat the stuff that the media is putting you know, yeah. on the front line on the news. When you have Twitter and you have Facebook and you have your own way to have your own voice, we can change right. that. And so that's yeah. why outside of the games and, and, and things like that, we also try to push coming from a place where people see hopelessness and people see nothing uh-huh. but negativity in the media. Exactly. It shows that yeah. those same people that come from that same area that's being right. worked on is able to do something and be successful with it. So, yeah. you know, that probably exactly. part is a big, it's a big thing. So when I first, yeah, we doing some great things out here. No, I see it. And when I, I know the first time I came yeah. in contact um, and heard about you guys, my girl knows I love Martin. Somebody, I heard somebody say something about Varnell Hill. I think it was Jason. And Varnell Hill, um, that episode, Hollywood Swinging 1 and 2, those were some of my best episodes on watching Martin. And when she came to me, she was like, hey, do you know these? Have you heard about this Martin trivia game? I was like, man, get the fuck out of here. It ain't no Martin trivia game. And she's like, no, for real. Right. It's a Martin trivia game. So I looked you guys up. Man, everybody thought it was fake yeah. when it first yeah. came out. Yeah. Like, everybody yeah. really thought that this was fake. And it was like, that's how you know you had a great idea. When people like, don't even believe it's real, like you get, yeah. I was getting DMs like, "Is this even real?" Like, <laughs> yeah, it's real. Go on. <laughs> like, that's how big, it, like that's how big it was starting to get. It like, was like it was so believe. great. They were like, it was yeah. so great. It can't be real. Like when they were making the fake flavors of Ciroc. Yeah. Putting those, yeah. Uh, putting those ads out. And eventually, and eventually, Diddy went out and started creating them. Yeah. Because of yeah. the hysteria that was behind them. Like, it was crazy. Right. And it's crazy yeah. because I remember, um, the thing about it is, too, like, she told me about this, I think, at the beginning of the year. And I, I remember you uh-huh. guys talking about on your podcast how people had been hitting you up and like, hey, when are you going to put out some more games? And I'm one of those people. I have yet right. to get a game because they're all always sold out when I go to buy it, man. So the brand got to be doing well. They like Jordans, man. They like Jordans. Like, but see, what we did was we wanted to um, create this demand for them so we would only stock stock our stuff at a limited basis yeah. just so we could create this demand. So it was this running joke that our games are like the Jordans of, you know, product because yeah. we were never in stock when people wanted them. You know, mm-hmm. so I mean, eventually we we started, we amped up our um, our inventory, but we kept that limited stock. And it actually, I mean, most people would say it would cost you money and stuff like that, but we were never in it for the money. Yeah, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, when you buy wholesale, the more you buy, the cheaper it is. But you we know, turn we down wholesale like, every week. We're turning down somebody yep. that's trying to sell against wholesale every week. And I think every week leaving out another part. We also had to control the inventory when it's just yeah. the two of us. Yeah. And you got shipping. one person doing all the packing and shipping and all yeah. of that stuff. Yeah. Like, it's no way we can just make that stuff available in unlimited quantities because Jason right. literally will be sitting, you know, down in that basement packing up stuff all day and not seeing daylight. Yeah. Like, he needs to be yeah. able to create. Yeah, he'll so, be yeah, like a little Chinese slave down there. control that. Yeah, man. Exactly. <laughs> so, we, you know, once we grew and, you know, we started being able to get more resources, we were able to get a fulfillment center. So now we can mm-hmm. amp up our inventory somebody else can do the shipping and we just pay them to do it and it's actually cheaper for us that way yeah. but you know you that, that's the part of a business growing you learn as you go figuring out as you go yeah, yeah like we, we don't have no formal business education. Like, nobody told us nothing. Like, everything that we do, we learn on our own. Like, okay. nobody, Main I don't research have no, no mentors, no nothing. Like, we do this, you know, this is bootstraps from the ground up. Nobody gave us nothing. No loan. Like, literally, I had $150 in my account before I made that Martin game, and I took $50 to about one game. Yeah. And it was it was the rest. We don't take no money from anybody. I mean, we get money thrown at us, like, all day, every day. People wanting to invest, but, you know, we don't need money. Like, with anything, we need partners. You know yeah. what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. that's going to help build the awareness of the game. Yeah. Not just mm-hmm. throwing money to try to control what we do, because that's what people And then get a piece of it on the back end. Like, nah. Yeah. Yeah. 
Nah, we no, that makes sense. So, do you guys remember the first time, like after, like hearing Jason talk and hearing Richard talk, after all, going through all of that, you know, having one hundred fifty dollars left and then giving, you know, like thirty five percent of that to get the game uh-huh. and being broke. And I hear you guys talk on the podcast about you know Jason asking Richard yeah. for a thousand dollars and you know nobody had a thousand dollars to uh-huh. give you. So. How important yeah. is it after going through that whole process where people think, oh, you know, Martin Trivia is blowing up, they're doing well, but they don't know the struggle. How did it feel the first time to get your first prototype game in your hand and be like, hey, this shit is real now? Man, look, when, man, look, I remember when it came in the mail and I felt it like it was like I had a million dollars in my hand. And when I got it, I had put it out on um, Instagram. And, like, I mean, they went crazy for it, but it didn't initially, you know, it didn't initially do as well as I thought it would, but it did enough for me to, one, understand that people was willing to buy it, because what I did was I did a pre-sale, so I only had that one prototype, I put it online, and I did a pre-sale and let people buy it, and then I would create the overhead, and then I'm still able to get people who purchased the game their game, but at the same time, I knew that if the Martin shirts were going to do good, I just knew that these Martin games were eventually were going to make that it. validation. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And we just validated the product. Good point. We validated it. Because we only had, like, last this time last year, we had 5,000 followers on Instagram. And yeah. we, like, almost at 21,000 now. But I'm just saying yep. it was more so an awareness thing. Like, once people started saying, oh, this is a real deal. Like, this is, you know, this is real. And that word of mouth, I mean... I did, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words sometimes, you know. That yeah, it, man. it was a great thing. Like, you got to take risks, man. And that whole get it in your hands thing, like, that's still a thing now. Like, yeah. you probably, yeah. I probably take it for granted because, you know, I'm connected to it and it's an everyday thing. But yeah. when I get yeah, my right. shipment of games and, you know, for the purposes of for promo, of getting it to people in their, in their hands, I even hold it in my hand today. Like, I just got a shipment on Thursday. Right. I'm holding it in my hand because it literally feels like when you get a new iPhone in the mail and it's in yeah. that box and you open that box up like that whole feel that you get that it's aura. the same thing with these games so to be associated yeah. with something like that has been created man it's still mind-blowing yeah so yeah. and on the podcast Richard I remember you were talking about Jason and how Jason um used to get frustrated and I know Jason he Jason sounds a lot like myself to where if you don't trust, you know, if you don't trust the brand or, you know, if you can't see the vision from the jump, don't try and come around, you know, when I get it going, yeah, you know, gotta I need, the you got to trust yeah. the process. So I remember Richard saying to, to Jason, he was like, I used to always tell Jason drama and stress take away from your creative process with Jason being the creator. Mm-hmm. Where did that come from? And how important is it to like be able to control that stress and keep focusing on the process and the goal at hand in which you need to, you know, to succeed at doing. I think it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's two of us in the process, right? So it's like, right. one, it's an ego thing. So let's say you have two people that are part of this big thing and at any, any given point in time, somebody's got to be the man, like a basketball, somebody's got to be the man set a screen. We're going to put ego to the side and understand that if this is going to work, then this has to be there. Without that creativity, it's nothing. So you have to be able right. to look within yourself and say, okay, what can I do for the team? to support the team, which in turn supports the vision. Correct. So right. me a, having the self-awareness to know who I am within this situation is able to right. allow us to in turn function as a group, I think, right. more efficiently, more effectively, and just yeah. everything is worry-free when it comes to that. But Jason can add on. Yeah, so, you know, but and, and just, you know, like with Rick, like with him starting his sports agency, you know, it's going to be kind of the opposite. Like, he's the head of that you know, I got to put my ego to the side and help him on what he needs to help. But, you know, on my on my end, as far as me, like, you know, I'm a very upbeat person. You know, I, I, I just, my energy, I thrive off that. I feed off my happiness and me not stressing. And when I get stressed or, you know, stuff take away from that, like, I completely shut down. You know, and it's just kind of like I'm, I'm, I've been, I read a book called Emotional Intelligence 2.0, and it's kind of helping me channel that to where, you know, I don't let that affect me as much. But I am self-aware enough to know who I am. And I'm just, I'm, I'm big on, you know, people being there, supporting and understanding and respecting, you know, my space and my happiness and my ability to create. 
And, you know, for Rick to come on and understand that, it just made everything, like, a lot easier. Like, it just made things easier for me. And, you know, we have times, like, well, I mean, lately we hadn't had any times, but, I mean, we had times where we get frustrated with certain things, and it may more so be outside things, but we are here to help each other kind of figure out, okay, this is how we want to do this. And, I mean, we just it's just a perfect relationship yeah. for a business, which is something that is extremely hard. That may be the hardest thing is finding a partner or somebody, you know, who, who can work with you or who you can work with in the time, especially when things get hard, so... And I think, yeah. and I think it's important to have communication because I, on the podcast again, uh-huh. um, if you didn't know, I was already listening. But on the podcast again, right. you guys were talking <laughs> about it, and you and I, it was a time where Jason uh, delegated a task to I think some friends. I think Richard was a part of that, and he delegated that task okay. to you guys. And I think the task fell through the crack, and it fell through the crack because I think mm-hmm. Jason didn't stress the importance of it. He didn't express the time frame yeah. he wanted it done in, and Jason talked about how right. he was mad at the guys. For for dropping the ball but then he realized maybe right. i didn't follow up maybe i didn't communicate exactly. and i just wanted you to guys to talk about how important is communication when you have a business partner and, and to build those and cultivate those friendships and not just you know when you when you're building a real friendship it's like a relationship like you got to go out to eat yeah. you got to mm-hmm. hang out you got to do things mm-hmm. differently yeah. maybe sit down and have a drink or a cigar in an intimate setting to better understand each other exactly. and i just wanted you guys to talk about how right. important is that part of the business so you know, fortunately for me and my brother, we grew up together, you know, so any issues that we have, we figure out ways to iron it out. But at that point, you know, that was this was just me having my self-aware moments and taking responsibility. I left, you know, my brother and my other friend with a task to do while I kind of, you know, fell back because I was just like, I didn't know where I was going. I, You know, I had to quit my job and everything to do this and things just weren't happening the way that I wanted and I just wanted them to take over. But on my point, you know, there wasn't no deadlines. It wasn't no date. The communication was horrible, you know. So that's when, you know, once Rick came back, then we started realizing, we started talking every day, like all day, every day, shooting the ideas, getting excited. And that's just kind of my realization, like, okay, communication and having that same energy it's so important. If, if, if you're in a business, and I, I can't really speak for everybody's situation, but I think it's important when you have great ideas and you shoot them to your business partner. If y'all both not gassed up about it, then I don't know how that works. But yeah. I know when I get a great idea, the first thing I do, I call Rick and say, look, I got an idea. This is what we're going to do. We get excited. We shoot the ideas. We communicate back and forth, and we just do it. Like, check and guess each other. And we do it and we execute it. And that's a big importance is executing these ideas. But, you know, to stay on topic, like, you have to be able, especially if you like the person that's kind of delegating and, you know, riding the ship more so, you have to be able to say, this is what we need. This is how we're going to do it. Or, like with Rick, I don't have to tell him what to do. Like, yeah. he knows what he needs to do. Just like, I know what I need to do. Like, if, if we're doing this together, I don't feel like I'm telling Rick what to do or he's telling me what to do. True. Look, my thing is I create, you know, I figure out ways to market, brand, and take the brand to another level. Rick knows on his end I don't need to call him and say, Rick, have you been reaching out to people to partnership? No, yeah. he'll call me mm-hmm. and say, I got an idea. I'm reaching out. That's when you know you have you the right goal. When you, don't have, when you don't have to tell them what to do. Yeah. They know what, they, what their job is every day. No excuse. Yeah. And yeah. that's, and that's and, crazy. Uh, to, no. to, to, add, to add my piece to that, uh-huh. to add my piece to that, like the breakdown of everything is like one of my, you know, favorite parts of our journey, man. Like if we didn't have that that moment where we bumped heads, like all of uh-huh. us, then we wouldn't be right. here right now. Yeah. And two things that you know you have to apply to that is the communication and it's the understanding. You know, right. from the communication standpoint, we already harped on that. It was you know how yeah. it was delivered and the details behind it. But the understanding, right. meaning the understanding of roles, like what are we going right. to be doing throughout this? If all of us are mm-hmm. doing the same thing and not figuring right. out what our strengths and weaknesses are, then the execution yep. part is going to be poor. So if you got yep. three of us all trying to create, all trying to do the social media, and all trying yep. to be the people that, that cross, the, cross the T's and dot the I's, eventually it's going to be some conflict. So we all got frustrated at one point. But mm-hmm. it was me realizing, okay, 
if I'm going to come back, then I have to come back with a specific role and just do that. And not only that, but that's going to have to be my bread and butter. And so right. once we understood Jason is the creative, I understood that I'm going to be the person that handles the process behind the scenes. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to communicate and understand and be able to get to that point. No, that, so, that's yeah. true. My, you got my girl over here. You know, my girl, my consultant, she's the one you guys have been uh, conversing with via email. And she about to shout okay. with Richard uh-huh. talking because yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she yeah. always trying to tell me, stay that's in your damn lane. Down. I got it. I got it. You ain't got to worry about yeah, this because yeah, I know yeah. I'm a control freak. Uh-huh. So I'm always checking to try and see, hey, w- did you do this? Did you contact these guys? Did you follow up with these guys? Because we've been meaning to reach All out right. to you guys for months. And getting ready to ask my yeah. next question, I know in the podcast world for myself, I've been doing podcasting for about four years, and I started out yeah. at a college station, wow. and then I went to an internet radio okay. station, and 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 the crazy thing okay. about it is being a lot of there's not a lot of black podcasts here in Dallas, but they're starting to grow. And I was one of the first okay. ones to start around here. So you always see a lot of copycat stuff. You know, a lot of people piggybacking off of what I'm doing or trying to do what I'm doing. You might, you guys yeah, may even know. get a call next we week from know. a couple. <laughs> you guys may even get emails and calls next week about trying to get podcasts done here in Texas because they listen and then they go. Which leads me into my next question about you guys' business. How do you move and evolve your business in the in the games in which you're doing in a copycat world? You know, trying to say, for instance, you come up with an idea like music industry, like they'll have a, um, a album that's supposed to come out and somebody leaks it. How do you negate all that right. and, and stay focused and, and, you know, keep branding yourselves? You're dang on so, this one, Jason. <laughs> yeah, so this is how it works. So for one, we have a super soft, small circle. When it comes to talking about our business ideas, it's just me and Rick. Like yeah. we don't really talk to other people about what we got going on because I'm going to be honest with you, like we've had people that close to us you know, let people steal our ideas or people around them steal our ideas. I don't know how it went, but I just know we created the Martin Games, and I then two months two months later, somebody we knew that knew somebody had a Friday game out. So you know, yeah. people. So, but this is what this is what we decided to do. So what we decided to do, since everybody want to copy, we figured we can overwhelm our competition yep. to make them mm-hmm. feel like. Man, this is going to be kind of difficult to catch up to where they are and stay ahead of the curve. So if you notice, we had just the Martin games, but we figured somebody was going to do a Fresh Prince game. So we came out with a Fresh Prince game. And then once we were going to revamp, rebrand the cards for the coach and do this trivia library, I was like, we're going to just create 12 new games and we're going to come out at once. Bring them all out at once, just flood them. Mm-hmm. So now we know the people that's watching us, they like, well, we can't create this game or we can't create this type of yeah. game because they already mm-hmm. did that and we've already created so much momentum and so much um, response around mm-hmm. our brand that mm-hmm. when people, you know, see that other stuff, they come get winded. That's we want them to yeah, get winded. We want them like, to get winded when they think about trying to jump into this lane. Yeah, like we want them to feel like, like how can we compete? Like we coming out with games every month. Yeah. Like, and we got so many ideas and so many games that we have lined up. Like the the best bet is for people if you want to copy what we do is you might as well if you got some ideas just come up and reach out to us and we can figure out a way to work together. Like it's another brand called Comedy Heights where they're gonna mm-hmm. you know he want he had his brand centered around comedy instead of him going out creating his own game. He was just like. I know y'all do y'all thing. How can I do this? And we told them, you, how you want a game, we'll create it for you. We'll work together. So, like, on our platform. Yeah, like, but it's a lot of people copying what we do, and that's fine. But I think as of right now in the, in the, in, in the market that we're in, we're, like, head and shoulders above the competition. Yeah. So where we can keep, we can keep putting stuff out and keep, you know, generating this momentum and this buzz to where... I mean, it's, people just getting overwhelmed because I know a couple brands that I know about that, you know, was copying us. Like, they ain't even posting in, like, a month or two because it's hard. Like, it's hard piggybacking off somebody. And when you do it well and we do what we do really, really great, it's hard to copy that, you know, and figuring out, finding different ways to, okay, what are they not doing? Because we already think about, like, I got to say, how can I put myself out of business? What would I do if I was somebody else? Yeah. And my thing was now is creating original games. So we got this game called Category Few. Um, you know, it's still based around what we the, the, the subject matter that mm-hmm. we have, but it's different. We just released a game Friday called Pre-Game. 
So now we in this original game. So now it's like original game where we create an original type game. So it's like how can we how can you compete with that? Like it's hard to compete, so you know, yeah. you gotta you know, and then when we got all of these major social media personalities and, you know, brands posting our stuff, like you just you you get you gotta be you it's hard to compete with that, you know, when you starting out. Because you don't have the credibility yet. Yeah. And what we've done is we built that credibility when we was posting our Martin videos. People didn't realize, like, okay, we building something up here. Now we don't have to post Martin videos because, like I said, we, we have that credibility and that trust. When people think about Martin games, they think about us. Yep. It's like, you know, yep. you look at anything. You look at, let's say, streaming services. For instance, you know, it's three or four of them that controls that entire industry. So right. when people want to, you know, eventually try to evolve and try to jump into this lane of being, you know, in this in this game space, sure, right, right ahead. But you just have to understand that, you know, we're going to be the biggest brand and we're going to be the ones that are controlling it. And it's enough room yeah. for all of us. Okay. It is. It's enough room. Don't get it twisted. Like, it's enough room for everybody. Like, I don't want to put, you know, I don't want to discourage people from trying to do it. I'm just saying it's hard to do, to yeah. do it. When, you know, when the top dog is actually working hard. Yeah. Like, it's easy to sneak up on the top dog when they not working hard or they not when they comfortable. work. Yeah, it's yeah, true. when they comfortable, but we not comfortable, like, at all. Like, we were talking with Friday in the car for, like, 30 minutes, and we came up with four ideas of games that we can possibly do. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's an evolving All process. smashes. Like, all smashes. Yeah. It's not like it's just some random fly-by-night thoughts yeah. that eh, we may or may not know. We're going to execute these. And they're going yep. to be successful. So it's just yep. a matter of us doing it. I, and I like yeah. the confidence of you guys because when, when I was listening to the podcast, I was like these two. I was like these two guys. They remind me of like uh, Stockton and Malone because it's like when you guys like like he just did Rich when when Rich was like, hey Jason, go ahead and get this one. It's like a pit bull and being like, six, 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 six. you know what I'm saying? But I, but I, I like that connection between you two. And I know on the podcast it was a point where you know when you guys want to, it's it's like you know your lanes. And Richard will be like, hey, talk yeah. your shit, man, talk your shit, Jay. And then Jay comes in. Right. And, and it's on a roll so i love i love that i love that shit about you guys yeah, man. man and that's what got me into the podcast yeah. and i think it's important to have a positive energy and like you said uh jason outworking the other competition and that's the thing that i feel yeah. like keeps me yeah. forward and and moving you know when yeah. i started the podcast a lot of people was like do you want to interview famous people and i was like why would i want to interview people who really probably don't want to talk to me but it's a lot of people exactly it's a lot of people on the level like me so why not reach out to people yeah. on my level people who are starting out help support them and they'll be supporting me in the right. same way so i think it's just about like you say you got to be strategic yeah. about your moves yeah I, yeah I was i was saying i was i tweeted um i want to say a couple weeks ago i was like if i were you like people that's podcasting i would catch people on the come up yep. and not try to catch people when they already are already there and like well, what you're doing what you're doing is something you know reaching out to people that's on the come up is, is, is that much better because what happens is these the people that's on the come up has a more intimate connection exactly. with the people that actually follow what they do, yep. what they do, and they're more liable to be like, you know, understand that there's people out here investing into them and in their story. Yep. So it's like, y'all want to hear more about us? Go listen to this because the thing is, the disconnect is most people don't know about these people behind the brand. Because like when, yep. when the Blavity article went up for us, when people started really understanding who we are and what we are about, they started really gravitating more towards what we do, which is why we more into our podcast and, you know, mm-hmm. trying to get out more and let our voices be heard, which is why when people reach out for podcasts, it's like, let's do it. Because people yeah. really don't know who we are because we spent a lot of our time behind the scenes making it about our consumer, which is why we post people in our stuff, whereas us posted up with our friends, yeah. you know, with beer and stuff in our hand, with our shirts on, or with the no, this is about the people no, that support y'all. Yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I, I like this. Um, now, I wanted y'all to tell me about I, I was listening to the podcast and you guys were, you know, basically Jason really wanted to tear the Internet a new asshole uh, when they, you know, people were talking about you guys need to be sued for the Martin game. And Martin, you know, after Charlemagne posted it on his page, giving props and then Martin gave yeah. the googly eyes. And then, you know, you guys got the seal of approval by yeah. getting, you know, DM'd by Martin, you know, and congratulating you guys. Tell us a little bit about that and how yeah. you felt and and why do you feel like it is that black people is always like it's it's unfortunate but 
instead of you know championing each other we want to say oh they hating or and it's almost like just because you didn't create it to come up with this idea you want to try to tear that shit down uh, allow us on this one though because honestly we can say this about our consumers and people you know when they've had a chance to see the game we've actually had a parade of supporters from a consumer standpoint mm-hmm. it's been 90 yeah. percent positive vibes but let us tell you yeah. something about that day as a whole you know the yeah. day started off with you know Charlemagne, you know partners up with us with some of the stuff that we do okay and right. then for whatever reason you know they've been really harping on this whole you know, using of the likeness and the trademark stuff. And we've been trying to explain it. I'm like, we are really buttoned up with this. You know, we did our homework, we did our research, and we did our right. part on that. Yeah. And so when right. Charlemagne posted it that day, it was all love. And then when Martin right. came in and put the side eyes in, instead of Charlemagne kind of getting behind it saying, yeah, man, knowing that he's a partner, let us get you some of these games and it's all love, he kind right. of jumped off it a little bit and kind of alluded right. to the fact like, oh, we know what that means. Like, he's about to come and sue us. Yeah. And then what that right. did, it took that 98% positive energy that the, the followers uh-huh. of the have and turned it immediately into a, just a petty parade and negativity right. thing. And yeah. all of these people yeah. started talking about sue and going in. And that's what we were mad about. It wasn't yeah. necessarily what they were doing. It's what led to it. Okay, okay. Yeah. That makes Cause, sense. Because if you realize, if you go look at the comments, Nobody said nothing about suing until after he, after first Martin said something, or after Charlemagne said something. Then that's when they started talking about it. But then you notice after Martin said it's all good, nobody else said anything about suing, and that's what his energy, energy thing. Exactly. Yeah, like you know, that's what his whole energy thing came up. And then I sent up. We had you know went back and then so we sent them an email. I sent them an email Friday saying, look. We not only want y'all to believe in a business, but most importantly, believe in us and what we're doing. Like, y'all need to understand, like, we are experts in what we're doing. Like, we know what mm-hmm. we're doing. So mm-hmm. if you want to be a part of this, you need to believe in what we're doing and, and, and believe in us. Like, we know what we're doing. Like, we already mm-hmm. understand that anything can happen. Like, no matter what, anybody could come around and say, you know what, we're going to sue y'all, but... We already understand. We have, like I said on the podcast, we have a backup plan for a backup plan. Like, don't even worry about that. Like, mm-hmm. we've already proved we've assessed that we everything. Can, yeah, that we can sell the games without the pictures on the box. So it's not going to take away from anything. But we understand that we can use those, and it enhances the experiences for our consumers. And that's who's mm-hmm. important to us, yeah. not ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, we gonna or the competition. because in, in the day and time it's like how do you keep your own black business and and what I mean by that is I know since I've been podcasting I've had people come to me and they're like hey why don't you go work for uh, CBS or NBC you have a great voice so on and so forth I went to school for marketing and communications got my degree in that and 
when I first okay. got out of college, I did apply for, you know, the CBSs and the NBCs and the local news stations. But the right. funny thing about it is I'm a person who likes to speak my own mind, which is why I have a podcast. Mm-hmm. But going to those interviews, they see like me. Man. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm a black dude with dreads and then I have tattoos. Right. But and it's funny, but right. they know I'm educated because of the, the you know, just the resume. And kind of like Jason, before right. all this started, I was working for at Fidelity as a financial analyst for two years, making good money. And then when the, the market crashed back when Obama was in office, right. I was laid off for two or three years, you know, and then everything right. shifted for me. So it was kind of like I started creating this podcast and now it's a paid podcast after doing it for so long and working oh. with multiple people and, you know, just getting picked up by a company in right. New York. But the people want right. me to oh, change my content. No, awesome, I appreciate awesome. that. Appreciate awesome. it. Yeah. But people always ask me, why don't you sell your podcast or go into another, you know, go into an umbrella with somebody else to where they can control your content? And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that, you know, and that's my question for you guys. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. My question for you guys is how important. And that's my question, though. You got Draft Express, you got Draft Express and the Vertical Podcast. These are two, like, innovative, you know, um, companies that started their own thing from the ground up, you know, just about, you know, NBA basketball. And then ESPN, you know, the big house, they're struggling at this point, yeah. trying to figure out a way to, you know, get their foot in back and what's all going on. So what they right. do is they spent cash money to buy these innovators out and made them join ESPN. But these are all people that 10 years ago, had they applied for ESPN, ESPN wouldn't have even given them an interview. Exactly. And right. now they've come in and they've bought these guys out, man. If you got something innovative and it's taking a life of its own and it's controlling it and building its own thing, don't sell it out. Yeah. Like, keep no. that. Like, that's your thing. Keep your control and make right. sure that you're the one dictating what goes out and what comes in. And black and ownership me, is important. Go, right. And let me even go like, a, a step further with that because what's crazy is, because if you sell your, like, I was listening to a podcast to Carol's Daughters. They sold their brand to L'Oreal and they killed the girl for doing that. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, you got these people, when they see something innovative, because I'm telling you, I'm sure people going to start trying to come in and buy our company, but it's like, and try to give us money and all of this exposure, but, I mean, we, we need to keep what we're doing and let this stuff, you know, circulate and start being an example. I don't exactly. want to be an example of a business that got too big and then sold out. Like, yep. that's, mm-hmm. that's not fun, and then you bring these investors in, then they want these board of directors, so eventually, one, they're going to fire you, but two, they're going to try to control what you do. And I don't like people telling you what to do. Somebody tweeted mm-hmm. today that no matter who you are, you know, somebody controls you, whether you, you know, work for somebody or you're an entrepreneur. And I said to say, nobody controls me At because all. I, we 100% own our business. We 100% own our content. You cannot take nothing away from what I've done or my brother, what we put together. So, no, you don't have to put yourself in a position to where you need to go work for somebody to control you, especially if you're self-aware. Like you say, like, I know I, I, I like to speak my mind on most things, and I just don't like people telling me what to do. Yeah. So why would I put myself in a position to go do that? Like, that's lack of, you know, self, self-awareness by doing that for an extra few dollars. Like, no, I'm okay. Like, Ain't even worth it. Not, not even it's worth not it. worth it. But somebody just say, well, did you make a, a million dollars this quarter? What happened? Like, I ain't trying to hear that. No, like, that's true. I want to be able to post on Instagram when I want to. I want to be able to put my podcast, re- do whatever I want to do it the way that I want to do it. As long as the consumers are happy, then that's I can do whatever for. I want to do. That's, that's who, who we I work for. for. We yeah. work for them. I work for them. Period. And they don't tell us what to do. Like, yeah. they just want to know when y'all restocking. And as long as they out here defending us when people out here trying to, you know, put us out here bad, we good. They got us in the palm of, the, uh, of, of their hands. So I do need. It. I do need Nobody to get one of those Martin trivia games, man. I need y'all. I need y'all to hold we one. No, we got you. Man. No, we got you. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm trying, and I, I, I yeah. Because I was like, I gotta get one of these no, damn games, man. Yeah, just send us, send me the address, and when we get off the phone, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna send you a couple of them so you can. You know, you can feel the magic that blow in your hand when you roll. <laughs> oh yeah, that fresh print shit. I know about it. I got you. <laughs> no, but I think it's yeah, important man, to like, to be creative and, and continue your creative content and hold you know in black businesses, which is why I respect um, like Bevel and Tristan right. Walker. You know, Gillette came to him last year, that's offered him five hundred million dollars, and when I saw five hundred million, I was yeah. like, you know, if they're offering you five hundred million, that means it's already worth a billion. You know, so why sell it? Yeah. 
Exactly. Yeah, and that's what he said. Like, I was listening. That's what he said. He was like, you know, why am I going to sell it when they offer me a price because they feel like, you know, it, it, it's they worth get more. more. <laughs> yeah, they can get more. So it's like, I can get more, too. And, you know, and it's like, if I bring, if we bring anybody on, like I said, if you want to bring people on, make it be a partnership, but you control it. Like, yeah. we do the thing with Charlemagne and them, but we control, we dictate where this goes. Like, they don't tell us what to do. Exactly. We let's say, okay, this is what we want y'all to post. This is what you want us to do. Their job is just to get us the awareness. Be the influencer, man. Yeah, just be just influenced. And the money that they make from it is them getting us in a place to us to be bigger and our faces to be visible. Yeah. So let's say, for instance, you know, we they give us $10,000, but it's like, you need to put us on a breakfast club, brilliant idiots or something, yeah. so people can know us, yeah. where yeah. our business can take off, but y'all can still make y'all half or whatever y'all exactly. you know, put into it. So yeah. it's a win, overall win for everybody, but more importantly, it's a win for us. So, you know, that's what it's about, understanding, you know, how to navigate through this. Because, you know, people are opportunists, and some people just want to come on, try to get an opportunity when they see you popping, and we're not about that. Like, you're going to yeah. put in some work. Like it's just as simple as that. And for Richard, I was gonna ask you, where do where do you for and both of you guys can answer the question, but just starting with Richard, where would you guys like this business uh-huh. venture to go? How big do you want it to be? Because I know, I, and you guys sound like me, so for me, it's tatted on my back, man. Leave a legacy, you know, and that's what it's about to me. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to to leave something behind for your kids or your family members, uh, yeah. you know, to create wealth and not it's just be rich life. here. Yeah, man. I mean, well, I mean, for starters, man, Republican Company is an umbrella, man. And mm-hmm. Cards for the Culture is just something underneath that umbrella. We feel like yeah. we are so good at what we're connected to and our passion, we can mm-hmm. figure out a way to monetize it. And then once we monetize it, then we're able to create a legacy for our families. You know, my yeah. brother knows me as being out grinding, trying to figure out the, the industry that I'm passionate about, where I've been working for free and fighting you know, to be in good graces with all of these other people and sacrificing myself. My kids are not going to do that. Jason's kids are not going to do that. And their kids are not going to do that because we're going to lay the framework for that to be an actual thing, man. We're trying to build more than just, you know, cards for the culture, man. This is going to be something that's going to create a legacy for us and our families for the rest of the the grave being, you know, in existence, Mm -hmm. period. Like, that's what the bottom line is. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's all about the generation, like you said, the generational wealth type of thing, you know, and more from a business standpoint, I'm I'm looking at it as, you know, us eventually having a game show or something like that, like, you know, just, just thinking, like, real big, like you said, it's an umbrella, like, we've got a sports management agency, you know, we both writing books that's going to come out at the end of the year, so that's going to be a publishing company under Republican mm-hmm. Company, so... I mean, we're just trying to build these layers, and eventually we'll be able to, you know, employ people, keep the, you know, the the, the, the businesses, bring in other business, businesses aboard, just circulating the black businesses and the black dollar. Like, I mean, we really, Republican Company is really building something big. It's not just the trivia game, but the trivia games are giving us, you know, that credibility to where if I say I'm writing a book about business and how we did it, People gonna be like, oh, I see how they did with the trivia game. We're gonna do that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. doing a media company. I see how they promoted this car game and made it so big. If we want to decide, we want to help people with branding and media. We'll have that experience and that expertise. So I mean, it's just these layers that we're building with this, and I mean, it, it's working out. All right, sir. All right. Well, we're going to get ready to wrap it up. Uh, before we before we go, though, tell the guy, tell everybody where they can find you guys on social media, where they can buy the games from, and what's coming up next for uh, the Martin Trivia brand and Republican Company. So on um, Instagram, we got um, Republic and Company. Um, Twitter is Republic and Co. Um, the website is RepublicandCompany.co, and no dot co is not a typo. Um, we also got cards for the culture.co. That's our social media. And then on Facebook, you can just search Republican Company or Cards for the Culture. And it's a whole buffet full of trivia games on those websites. <laughs> so check us out. Yep. And Rich, that's the same information Anything for you else? as well? Oh, 
well, I mean, the everything that we're connected to, Republican company and Carter for the culture, Jason just gave that out. But okay. My personal yeah. Twitter page is uh, I am Rich Gray. Uh, my Facebook page is Rick Gray, and my um, Instagram page is also I am Rich Gray. Okay. Oh, and my personal Twitter, and feel free to ask me questions. I talk about business most of the time, but it's Tokyo Joe, and that's J E A U. Tokyo J E A U. So on Twitter, and I just talk about business most of the time and people ask questions and do a little promoting and, oh, and also our other Instagram for the trivia games mostly where it's just for the trivia games is um, at the trivia library so, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot, but just jotting. <laughs> sure oh yeah, that's a good thing about podcasts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They can stop it and rewind it and everything else. <laughs> yeah, jotting. Yeah, that was my favorite one. He took my some. Yeah, everything he said, he was writing it down. Are you just gonna walk? You just gonna yeah, steal my stuff? Him, no, nah, I'm just my creative process. Well, brother, you're yeah, jotting. No, what happens is the, the, the bigger brands usually steal from the smaller people because they love the creativity. It's like. When Kylie Jenner and them was stealing from, you know, the smaller yes. brands and stuff like yeah. that. That's basically the same thing, you know, just mm-hmm. bigger brands, but, you know. That Varnell here like so got so many gems, but we can talk about that another time. We'll but, you, but, but yeah. you know, and, and, and we, we have about five more minutes, but with, with the Martin Show period, uh, one go. thing that I found about it is, when I go into it and I watch it now, when I was a kid, I watched it and it's like I laughed about everything. And it's now when I watch it, yeah. you laugh, but you also see that it's so relatable because Martin was a, a black man who didn't go to college. He got a black woman who did yeah. go to college. We know in society that yeah. most women uh, get master's <laughs> degrees than men. And then you look at, you know, his yeah. mom and, you know, even though he played his mom and having the friends Single that are mom. there and supportive. Yes, bro. Like all those concepts, we just didn't understand it. No, we never saw his dad. So never even talked did. about him. So relatable. Man. Yeah, man. So relatable. And I think that's the biggest thing about, you know, Martin and, and things like that. Yeah, you know, these are cards for the culture and these are games for the culture. But it as, you know, right. what we're learning now, it's going to be those kids 10 years mm-hmm. later learning those same things. And they and, and I think it's about exposure, too, because a lot of times people, you know, right. as far as relationships with black people and how we should push people forward. I was telling somebody the other day. Um, you know, somebody was like, oh, what did Obama do for black people when he was in office? And for me, I was like, I'm not that political. But one thing I can say that Obama did and the Obama administration did, there would be no push forward in the black culture like it is right now if he wasn't in office. People started being more aware. They started loving each other a little bit more. And we started really, truly having hope that it could get better. And relationships between black people have gotten better out of because of that administration. Black Lives Matter and all that stuff. Man, I'm telling you, man, like, I, you know, like, I, I just recently got back on Twitter, and, but you can just tell, I mean, of course, there's going to always be people that, you know, down in each other, but exactly. for, 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 for the larger point, like, uh, the larger picture is that people, like, collectively support each other, you know, it's a lot of businesses and stuff, and people retweeting and just, you know, helping each other out, and they understand that, support, like, we all we got, like, we all we got, and, Period. you know, we just, we sacrificing now, and I, I'm, I, I feel confident as, you know, we all progressing and moving the culture forward that the next generation, they're gonna, they're gonna have it well off better than we did, you know. They're gonna reap the benefits. So, they're gonna reap yeah, the benefits, you know, man. That's so, what it's all about. Yeah. We just got to weed some of this bad stuff out, but, you know, it's just part of growing. Like, yeah. we're going to argue, we're not going to get along, but that's a part of growing up, and we're going to be able to teach our kids, like, this is how we treat each other. Mm-hmm. You know, you support each other. You When you see somebody needing help, you help them out. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, man, we can talk about this all day, like you said, but, True. yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm starting to see that trend. You know, mm-hmm. um, just, and I'm not talking about a trend as far as like a fad or something like that. A but come and go. It, more like it, yeah, yeah. It's the way it's going. Like it, it's going and it's going to be that I see it. So, yeah, man. And and I, one more thing, like, to me, Martin is way more influential than a Cosby show because Hell I yeah. to Martin. Yes. And a lot of us should. You know, a lot of people don't really, but once you realize the, 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 the subject matter about yeah. Martin and the different episodes, you will realize we all go through this same stuff. Martin all the time. insecurity. You know, he mm-hmm. had a, his boss. He didn't, like, he couldn't stand staying at times. Yep. You know, unemployment, underemployment, all types of stuff. Yeah, yeah, like, he was unemployed. Like, he tried to do everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Music. 
you know, radio, TV, everything. You know what I'm saying? He was a male, like even even leaving me. even when he left Gina and went to that little place where you know the Najee Rumba place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like even when he, he left, like doctor, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. We all sometimes yeah. leave women, leave jobs, leave cities to find ourselves, yeah. and he and you and you can relate exactly. to that. And he just didn't know yeah. what his role was in life. He didn't know what he was supposed to be doing. Not to be funny. Sometimes when we have yeah. a good woman as a man and we have that good woman at the yeah. wrong time, we she, she could be so good that we don't even realize how good she is, and we're like, hey, this don't feel right. It feels so right that it don't yeah. feel right, you know. And he went through that and process. You know, and you know, like when you uncomfortable, that's usually the best thing for you. And yeah. You get, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like you just looking for safe. But I mean, safe is not always good. Where the, and we've learned that, like being safe, like people look at these car games and be like, oh, that's easy. Yeah. We can do this, but. I mean, you think about something so simple, nobody, like, it was amazing. Nobody thought about what we're doing Mm -hmm. up to the point that we did it. Like, that was just mind-boggling, something so simple. And people just, and what we say on the podcast, people think it's just about the car games, but I'm telling you, it's about bringing people together. We're going to come having these human interactions. And I I, I was listening to um, Bill Simmons' podcast, and he had the um, CEO of Ticketmaster saying how people have this yearning just to be around other people, and they be like, you know, don't let the technology really fool you. Like, people want to go to concerts and hang around people and smoke weed together, whatever it is. But people don't know that they want to do that because they don't realize the options that they have until it's put in front of their face. So... Now, the game nights is a huge thing. We do the Martin Trivia Live night. The one we did in L.A., it was crazy. Like, just random people by themselves coming. That's what I was going to ask y'all, man. Y'all need to come out here to Dallas, man. The demographic was so crazy. The demographic of people, it was mixed. It wasn't just one type of people from one type of group. We had people from everywhere with different type of backgrounds. white guy won. Like, get this to your neck. white man won Martin Trivia Live. Ain't no white man beat me in Martin Trivia, man. Take my black card. Man, I'm telling you. And my future son's black card. Take it. That's what we were like. But that's what I'm saying. Like, people who knew they wasn't that well-versed in Martin as far as the, 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 the subject matter or the questions, but they just wanted to be because they knew what it was about. Yeah. Quoting the show, you know, telling people, man, Laughing. sit your yeah. ass down. Like, that's what <laughs> it was about. Just yeah. Like, I mean, it was just real like that. Like, it's that's important. What, and that's what our games are all about. It's about creating a common ground yeah. and bringing people together, you know? Yeah. Yeah, communication is a lost art, man. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man, so that's, that's, that's what we're trying to do, and we're going to build this brand, and we're going to bring people together, people talking about we should create an app. Like, why are we going to create an app to take people away, from, away each from each other? Like, yeah. let's bring people together. Yeah, let's yeah. bring people together. Like, we're if we create an app... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now you know you know what though. I mean, now if you did create an app, maybe down the line, like I instantly just had an idea because I was like, well, you know, what would it be like if you created an app? And maybe it could be like a two-person mm-hmm. game to where you start a game and this person has, you know, it shows on the phone a deck of cards. You pick your question, send it to that yeah. person. You see the answer. I mean, so it could work maybe down the line. But I do get what you guys saying. Yeah. You want it to be an intimate yeah, as long as setting. It's not a group thing. Exactly. Like, if it's not a group thing, it's cool. But yeah. you know, there's like two people. A head to head, yeah, man, something that like that. Work or somebody playing by themselves, yeah, that can work. But you know, we're not gonna have ten people in ten different places nah, with playing a phone. the game. It's nah. like that's counterproductive to what we do. So, no, nah, I agree. Yeah. So I got another interview later today, and I'm interviewing this guy. His okay. name is uh, Khalil Ishmael, and I'm interviewing him, and and I just want to kind of get. I'm going to ask you guys one question because it's really about the state of black love and how black men treat women. And he put out a video, I think like last week, he's from Uh D.C., he's an artist out of D.C., and he put out a video and he was talking about the struggle of black women and how they're underappreciated. And I was going to, I wanted you guys to speak on how do you feel like as black men we can better help or serve our black women? Look, let me me say this, man. Especially as me being a businessman and understanding that 98% 98% of our, well, 95% of our consumers are black women. Like, I'm telling you, black women are the backbone of what we do. Like, everything that we do, our business. I'm going to name like, that podcast this man. Because, because let me tell you something. As us as men, sometimes we miss little details. But these women, man, I just, I can 
I love black women, man. Like, they are everything. Like, when they got your back, like, nothing can bring you down. Exactly. Like, nothing like that type of loyalty, man. I feel like our business, and just in particular our business, is is, is indestructible because we have black women that support us. And they ride for us, and they are there for us. And then, you know, as far as our family, you know, we were just, we were raised by women. You know what I'm saying? Like our mother and our grandmother, like, black women are very, very underappreciated. And I don't know why, but that needs to change. Like, Black women, I was reading something saying how, you know, black women are, like, the most undervalued yeah. people that have the most to offer in the world. Like, I read that's that. crazy to me. I, I read something you know, about that. that. Yeah, yeah, something like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy, but, you know, I, I need to look at this video and see so I can put it out I want to check this out myself yeah yeah I I, I say I'll either send it to you or you can go if you go to uh, the reality is uh, Facebook page you'll be able to see it I think I posted a couple days ago and it's on there it's about 15 minutes long okay okay man we appreciate you reaching out man like this was a real real great conversation you know what I'm saying yeah like I I like you know the questions that you asked like you know it was very thought provoking because normally it's just me and him talking yeah but I, I like better when people ask us questions. It's easier to go off like that than me just rambling off. Most definitely. Time, most definitely. Like, all day. <laughs> no, and, I, and like I, I told my girl, I was like, I'm pretty sure I'd be talking to them for almost two hours, but the only reason it's like this is because I have another one later. But I was telling her, right, right. I really want I want to interview you guys again, but I want it to be in person. So I know me and her have been talking about taking a trip, you know, to come out there. So maybe we can, you know, oh, link no, up when I come out there. Oh, we'll come down. We'll come down. Okay. Got family. I got like some real good friends with our cousin that we're really close to just moved there. Yeah. So, I mean, you give us a date. And let me... Like, we about that. And like, I was going like to say, I want to do, and I would like to partner with y'all too. I was telling um, Artesia, me and my girl, I was like, you know, we should partner with them and y'all do a game night down here and we can kind of put it on for you no and help on. And because the thing no about more. this, bro, I'm Say telling no you more. right now, we're going to have no to get more. a big venue because people, that Martin down okay. here for black people is everything, bro. So... We definitely got to do that. Think, like, Texas, Texas, is, consumers. Mm-hmm. Texas is like number three. Like it's like New York. Um, no, actually Texas is number two because it's New York, Texas, and then Virginia. Yeah. But Texas, like Dallas, Houston, like Texas yeah. is real big. For yeah. Us, so yeah. I mean, so that's why I was like, we, no we'll, more, yeah, we'll man. talk about it, man, because we can we can definitely get the venue. I mean, easy. Yeah. So we definitely will talk about that and get uh, that set up. But before we get out of here, I just wanted to let the listeners know to be sure to keep what all keep up with all things. Uh, the reality is by going to www.therealityis.com for upcoming events and interviews. Be sure to like the page and follow us. Also, if you're listening to the podcast right now, whether it be on Apple Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, Blog Talk Radio, or any other platform, please go leave us a rating or review. By doing so, you help us uh, get more recognition on all the platforms because this is now a paid podcast and we would not be benefiting from advertisers and sponsors if it wasn't for our listeners. So we appreciate you. And always remember, inhale courage to excel success. And again, special thanks to Jason and Richard Gray for being on today's show, man. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having us. Yes, sir. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC. Today on News 4 at 4, we're working for you. An inside look at the local COVID vaccine trial for kids. What children reported days after getting the shot and how it could impact the timeline of kids being vaccinated. Today at 4 p.m. on NBC4. Tonight, it's the Voice Live Rounds and Nick Jonas wants his first win. Let's get this done. Who's got what it takes and whose dream ends here? Watch live and vote to save your faves. The Voice Live Rounds, tonight on NBC.